Hey, thanks for joining me on the Life Podcast, where you guessed it, we talk about life. My name is Austin, and I am so excited that you are tuning in. This podcast exists to encourage you and walk alongside you as you experience life. So thanks for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Life Podcast. Super excited you are here. And since you're already here, you might as well subscribe, like, share the channel, whatever you got to do, because uh, we got to get the word out there that the Life Podcast is for everyone. Anyway, with that being said, today we're continuing our series on relationships. Um, Last week, we talked a little bit about long distance relationships. We talked about what healthy relationships might look like. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about a little bit about handling conflict in a relationship and how to handle change and wherever else the conversation decides to go. So uh, with me today, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Jordan. Hey, how are you doing today, Jordan? I'm doing wonderful. I'm on the Life Podcast. That's Dream right. come true. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this from the beginning, so I'm excited. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thanks for hopping on with me today. I'm super excited for what you got to share. And I just really love yours and Nathan's story, which we'll obviously I'm sure hear in a little bit, but, uh, yeah, you guys inspire me. And so I'm super glad that you're here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Sweet. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started? So that way the, uh, the, the whopping couple listeners that I got, they can get to know you a little bit. Yeah, this is the most like traumatizing part for me. I hate talking about self I don't know why it's like back to college you know give all the fun facts about yourself and you're like if you want I can give you three things that we want to know that's how that's how they used to do it back in the day yeah true okay I'll just go um so I graduated from SUM and I have my bachelor's degree in biblical studies I am married to an amazing man and we just celebrated our two-year anniversary, actually. Congrats. And we have our first baby boy on the way. So I'm excited. I'm a wife. I'm going to be a mama. And all my dreams are coming true because that's yeah. all I've ever wanted. And uh, that about sums me up at the moment. Um, yeah. Perfect. We love that. Congrats on the, the two-year anniversary. And congrats on the baby. That's exciting. We've been uh, yeah. rooting for you since day one, since obviously Kinsey and I decided to hop into the child game early with the daughter. We're glad we got some friends joining us. So that's exciting for everybody. It helped with the process. It helped uh, push Nathan in the right direction. That's that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for, of course. So, uh, man, let's just hop into it. Here's what I say. Um, first question of the day. Why don't you tell us, um, since we're talking about relationships, why don't you just tell us yours and Nathan's story, maybe how you guys met, uh, how you started dating, the whole shebang. Give as much detail as you want. All right. I'm going to go the shorter version. Okay. Because Lord knows our story is actually kind of a wild one. So, like I mentioned before, um, I went to SUM Bible College, and it was an online version. So, classes were online. But every year we got together um, for an evangelism conference. So I went down to good old Louisiana for Mardi Gras for our school conference. And I joined the worship team. And that is where me and Nathan met. So he was from Oregon. I was from New York. And we met in Louisiana. We started 
chatting a little bit, things got weird because, <laughs> you know, it's like 600 students. You only see each other for a week and then you go back home. So Nathan and I um, kept our relationship going and we did the whole long distance thing for like six months. Then I moved to Oregon wow. because because sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> so I moved across the country. Looking back, um, it's wild. I don't know why my parents even let me do that. Yeah, and but you were 19 at the time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was 19. Moved across the country. And uh, then we got engaged about six months after we started dating. And then we got married about three or four months after that. So we just wrapped up the whole thing in one year, and uh, <laughs> now we're on two years of marriage, so life is good. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I also have to say this as we talk about yours and Nathan's story, because it wouldn't be possible without me, Jordan. No, and it wouldn't. I just, I need the listeners to know that um, right. I, in fact, encouraged Nathan to continue. He was going to give up on you, Jordan, but I said, bro, you got to pursue this. She's the one for you. So um, I just, I need that acknowledgement. So, yeah. and you know what? I give you and my mom all the credit to our relationship because um, if it wasn't for my mom, I would have never texted Nathan. And if it wasn't for you, Nathan would have never texted me back. Yeah. So yeah. it's all you and my mom. Praise you guys God. heard from the Lord and here we are. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I love your guys' story. And of course, that's just kind of the bare minimum of it. But uh, you guys as a couple and even as individuals, I feel like have experienced a lot of change um, just in your own personal lives. So I'd love to talk a little bit about how you guys handled that change, whether that be together or individually. Um, but how have you, we'll, st we'll start with you separately. How have you sort of navigated a lot of this change that's taken place in your life because of your relationship. So for example, you moved across the country from New York to Oregon. Um, you, then you lived with your in-laws for a little while and then you moved in with Nathan and then you guys moved again. Like your story is wild. Like yeah. there's a lot happening. So how did, how did you personally handle and navigate all that change? Yeah. So I think, um, I think in the beginning it was, it was super easy, which sounds kind of crazy. But in the beginning, it was all like, oh, I'm doing this. Like I get to make the decision for myself. I'm going to move to Oregon. And obviously it was for Nathan. Like I had no other <laughs> purpose for moving to Oregon at the time. So it was for Nathan, but it was still me making the decision like for myself. So it was a little bit easier to navigate that because, um, I just kind of decided that I was going to move over there because it just made the most sense at the time. But I think the number one thing through all of the change that we have been through um, separately and together is that I always pray about big decisions, little decisions, literally anything that happens. Yeah. Um, and so when me and Nathan like when I decided to move to Oregon, I knew that it was the right choice because I had been praying about it for so long. And even before 
I left for Oregon and before I even met Nathan, I actually felt this change coming and I felt just my heart, um, not really needing to be in New York anymore. So I knew that the change was going to come. And then when I met Nathan and he lived in Oregon, it just all kind of made sense because I, I just choose to follow like what God has for me and just choose to believe, um, that he, you know, knows what he's doing better than I do. So, um, I think in all of the seasons and all of the changes that we've been through, that has definitely been the number one, like priority is just trying our best to hear and listen and obey God. So, yeah, for sure. And this doesn't necessarily have to do with you and Nathan as a couple, this next question, Um, But when you've told me this story before, if I'm correct, you've mentioned that you kind of faced a little bit of backlash maybe when you moved from New York to Oregon. Um, And not this isn't to throw anybody under the bus, but you said your sister was like, no, don't do it. This is a bad idea or or something like that. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, no, you were right. I actually completely forgot about this. (laughs) And um, she probably, well, she might listen to this. If she does, it's okay. She knows I love her. <laughs> yeah, my my older sister actually told me that um, I should not move to Oregon and that I would be making a mistake. Yeah, and I it didn't come from it didn't come from me um, going to be with Nathan. It came from at the time we were deciding whether me moving to Oregon was the best or him moving to New York was the best. And at the time she felt like me moving to Oregon was not what God had planned. Um, However, come full circle. And if I wouldn't have moved to Oregon, my family wouldn't have moved to the West coast. Um, And they wouldn't, my older sister wouldn't be in California with one of her dream jobs right now. Yeah. So you're welcome for turning against you and not taking your advice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's awesome that you, you know, kind of navigated that for yourself and really stuck to what, you know, God was speaking to you. Um, and I'm sure that was hard, you know, as somebody that you trusted, somebody yeah. that you loved, like saying, I don't know if this is the right decision, but um, now you're on the other side of it. So that's cool. And that's not to throw your sister under the bus or anything. I was just curious about that. Oh, no, not at all. No, I think it's super important to get um, feedback from the people you trust as well, because oftentimes you can, um, if there's not like a clear do this, we can kind of confuse the Lord's voice um, and what he wants for us. So I think it's super important to get family most importantly and even like close mentors and friends like i think it's really good to hear all of their opinions and their thoughts as well um but then to really just pray about it and you know at the end of the day you have to make the decision for yourself right yeah that's good that's good um so when you and nathan got married you stayed um, in hermiston where you moved to from new york for about a year and then you guys decided it was time to move to portland then you were in Portland for about what, six, seven, eight months. And, and eight then you months, moved yeah. and then you moved again. So that was as a couple this time. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about 
what that change was like and how you and Nathan handled that together, whether that was in a healthy way or non healthy way, like just let us know how it went. Yeah. So, um, something you guys should know about, um, my husband is that he comes up with these crazy ideas and then I have to decipher whether he's hearing it from the Lord, um, whether it's a dream that the Lord has put in his heart, because, you know, that obviously happens, um, or whether he's just crazy and just wants to do something. Um, for example, when we were moving to Portland, I knew 100% that we were supposed to go. I had no idea how we were supposed to go because we were flat broke, um, didn't have jobs in Portland, didn't really have anything. So it didn't make sense, but I knew that God was calling us to Portland. Uh, Fast forward to eight months later when he decided he wanted to move again. (laughs) That one was a little bit more um, of a shocker to me. I had always known that Nathan wanted to go to BSSM. For those of you that don't know, BSSM is just another um, ministry school out in Redding, California. And so I had always known that Nathan wanted to do that. I didn't know it was going to come so fast. And when he told me he wanted to move to Redding, I really hesitated at first. Like, it took me a while to get on board. And I know I say a while, but then we kind of moved like <laughs> literally a month and a half later. Yeah. But it took me a little bit to get on board because we had just moved to Portland. I was totally on board with that. I fully supported that. Um, and we were doing good. Like we loved the ministry that we were working with there. And it just didn't make sense to me to leave eight months after we had just been there. Um, So that was something that I really had to kind of evaluate, like, okay, is this something that God's really doing? Like, is this the right time? Because I knew Nathan had wanted to go to the school, and that would be the main purpose for us moving to Reading. And so I had to really decide, like, is this the time um, that we are supposed to pursue moving to Reading? And just honestly, like there were things that I told God, like he had to make happen if we were going to move to Reading. And because I did that, like I would say, okay, if we're supposed to move to Reading, Nathan needs to be accepted into this school, um, like right now. And Nathan went into his interview and got accepted right away, which like never happens he got accepted in his interview. So I was like, okay, like what a coincidence. Yeah. That's okay, but I need more. And then it just like the Lord just kept, you know, proving everything that I had asked for. Yeah. So it was like, okay, this is really time to move. And that was hard um, because again, we had just moved to Portland Um And again, we were broke for the second time moving. So here we are. But um, it was definitely different 
in making those decisions because you have to kind of navigate with someone else and you have to right. come together um, as like easy as that sounds, but you really have to like hear from both sides, like what's happening and make that decision together. So, yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I see Nathan back there. The man himself. Yeah. Shout out to Nathan. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. Um, but yeah, so as you talk about, you know, change and and especially like you might have had a hard time with it uh i want to move into the the idea of kind of like handling conflict in a relationship i don't know if that decision necessarily led to any frustration or conflict with each other or anything that you guys had to resolve um if it did you could talk about that but i would love to hear about um if that wasn't an example i'd love to hear about another time maybe that you guys had some conflict in your relationship and, and kind of how you worked through that yeah um so with the with the moving i don't think it brought up a ton of conflict necessarily um it brought up some hard questions like how are we going to make this happen when we don't have money we don't have a house to go to like we don't have plans so that was something that we kind of had to work through um but most of that came like at the end of the day, most of that was trusting that God was going to provide for us and that, that, that this was where he really wanted us to go. Um, so not, it didn't necessarily bring up conflict with each other. Um, well, let's, let's stop there for a second because I think it's interesting because so if you, if you look at, you know, godly relationships, Christians that are together, married in a relationship, and then you look on the other hand and have, you know, a relationship outside of what God has said relationships and marriage should look like, a worldly relationship per se. Um, yeah. Money is like one of the number one causes of conflict. And and when I hear you guys say, you know, we didn't have any, like for most couples, that's like a, we're not doing anything. Like we're going to be stressed all the time because we don't have any money. Tension's going to be high all the time. Um, but I love that, that, you guys specifically didn't have necessarily those super, I mean, I'm sure tension was there. I'm sure there was a little bit of stress and, oh my gosh, is this really going to happen? But like, I love your guys' response to it because it really shows the difference of when you put your trust in God versus when you put your trust in money or put your trust in a job or whatever. And that doesn't really have to do with what we're talking about. But I like to, I like to make that point and see that because I think it's um, a super cool just observation, I guess. So keep talking if there's any. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So with that being said, like the whole money thing. Um, so in that situation, it, it didn't, the conflict didn't occur between us. However, Uh money is definitely, definitely, um, an area where most couples just find conflict. And like you said, um, it could be from Christian marriages or not like, Nathan and I have had our fair share of conflict when it comes to finances. Um, and it's not even because of like one thing or whatever, but I think, I think it goes back to like, you really just have to set expectations, but you have to tell the other person. Yes. So for me coming into marriage was so 
different. Not that it was like hard or like whatever, but it was so different from what I had thought because I had things growing up that I saw um, in my parents' marriage that I just kind of expected to happen in my marriage. Whereas Nathan saw his parents and he had things that he expected. And um, because we were in two different families on two separate sides of the country, like their marriages just look different. So our expectations for coming into marriage were just different. So yeah. if you don't communicate those things, you put up, um, you put pressure and expectations on your spouse and they don't even realize it. Like yeah. you will, you will be disappointed every single time because you have this expectation, but you never communicated that mm -hmm. to the other person. So for example, growing up, um, my family did not go out to eat often. If we went out to eat, it was like on a Sunday after church, um, when my mom didn't feel like cooking and that was like about it. We went to out to eat maybe like twice a month, which sounds crazy, but we just did like, yeah, it didn't happen often. Whereas Nathan's family kind of goes out to eat a lot. And so <laughs> Nathan likes to go out to eat. If he could, he would eat fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Um, and so that did cause a lot of stress on our finances because, um, for me, that's just not something that I care about. I would rather save the money, eat at home. I know how to cook, like I can cook. So just let me cook. Um, but that was something we had to work through because we had different expectations. Yeah. So for us, that looks like setting up a date night once a week where we actually go out and nobody cooks and, you know, we all get what we want. Um, but that really, in the beginning, it was, it was harder to navigate. Um, so you just have to actually like talk through those things and work through those things. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's good. And the thing about conflict is it isn't always a huge deal. It's not like always big arguments. The, yeah. the word conflict actually just means a point of disagreement. And so that doesn't have to be anything that could be, you disagree on how you should fold your towels. Like my wife and I have disagreed on how to fold towels, like how ridiculous, but technically that fits in the definition of conflict. So, I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to be yeah. anything crazy and conflict in a relationship can happen every single day. Because like you said, you have two different people who come from two different backgrounds and have two different ideas and ways of doing so many different things. Yeah. And so it's so easy to get into conflict. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because everybody's experiencing this. And a lot of people just don't have the tools in their belt to really handle it. And so like one thing you said, you know, it's so important that you set these clear expectations and not only set them, but communicate them. Uh, my yeah. wife and I have been very guilty of just expecting the other person to know what the heck is going on and expect them to be a mind reader. And that just doesn't work obviously. And we end up with hurt feelings or offense or whatever it is. And so, yeah, super key. I love to hear you guys, um, the way that you guys work through it and the way that other people work through it. And so, and, and oftentimes little things can turn into really big things if you don't deal with them right away. So like if you hadn't, you know, you know, acknowledge the struggle as something as small as eating out, like that could turn into a big thing eventually. Like it could be 
a, a big thing. So I'm glad you guys have dealt with that because I would hate to see anything happen to you and Nathan. You're just my favorite. So um, what are some things that we can do to set ourselves up for success with our partner when it comes to dealing with conflict? For example, um, I actually shared this on last week's episode, but um, Kinsey and I, when we start to discuss um, a conflict or a point of disagreement, one thing that we do is that we don't raise our voices when we're in a disagreement because what that does is it just leads to um, heightened emotions, stress. It could lead to whatever, and that just kind of explodes the argument, and we don't want to do that. So as soon as one of us starts to raise our voice, we're like, hey, like if we need to, we can come back to this conversation, but we don't want to do that right now. So that's just one thing that we kind of have said that we both know of and have communicated. What are some things maybe that you or Nathan do or uh, maybe some things you've heard of that you don't do that you really like or let us know. Yeah. Um, so we actually do the same thing. Neither of us, like we have the agreement that we are not going to yell at each other because like you said, it only escalates things. Um, and then things just get out of control and you say things that you don't actually mean. Um, so we definitely have the same thing. Like, no arguments with like yelling at each other. It's just not something that we want to ever do. Um, and then another thing that has really helped, um, this is going to depend on the person that you're with and you as a person. So for me, I had always kind of handled conflict and struggles in like one way. And I thought that everyone responded and kind of act the same way and thought the same way and felt the same way. Um, which sounds really, really dumb coming out of my mouth <laughs> now, but like when it comes to conflict, um, it can be really easy to, uh, put how you react and how you feel onto your partner. So for me, it looks like sometimes when we get into an argument, I just don't have I don't have the patience in that moment to fight about it. So I have to take a step back and literally say like, hold on. If we keep going, I'll only get upset. And then things will just like, nothing's going to get resolved. I'm just going to say something that I don't mean. So I always have to take a step back and sometimes it's really little things like you said, but sometimes it's like really big things and I can end up saying something that's super, super hurtful just because I didn't think about it. Um, so I personally, um, like to just wait for a few seconds and decide like, okay, is what I have to say really important? Am I considering his side of things? Like what are all of the factors that are going on? And I kind of remove myself. Like sometimes this physically looks like separating. So like one of us will go into the room and one of us will stay in the living room. And we like physically take like five minutes um, to just like think about what's actually happening and whether the argument is even like relevant and if it's actually going to like solve anything um, or like what needs to be handled. So I think it's just, it's super easy to fight back and forth and just like hash it out. Um, but for me and Nathan, something that we've learned is like not everything has to be handled right that second. 
And so if you can take the time to like kind of remove yourself from the situation, um, definitely like get your emotions back in check and just like handle it inwardly and just try and think about the other person or the other person's point of view and their siding. Then you can come back together and be like, Hey, like, this is what I meant. Um, because a lot of times, a lot of times it just comes down to communication. Like a lot of the times we misinterpret or we say something that we don't actually mean, or they, you know, take it out of context. So a lot of the times it looks like, um, like me coming back and saying, Hey, I know this is how you took this. And I know this is what I said, but this is actually what I meant by it. You know, so it, it takes a lot of humility because Absolutely. you can just you can just stand there and be like, this is it. Like, this is the decision that we're making. This is my side. And there's only one way. But it takes a lot of humility to come back and be like, hey, I actually do want to listen to you. I want to hear your point of view um, and where you're coming from. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I was actually going to say that. I'm glad you did, because. One of the leading causes of ongoing fights and arguments in marriages and relationships is pride. It it all comes back to pride. Like it could be something as stupid as like I mentioned earlier, how we fold the towels. I folded the towels in half when we first got married, but Kinsey says we don't fold towels in half. We fold them in thirds. And I said, why would we do that? That's dumb. And she said, because that's how we do it. And I could have had pride and said, I was taught to fold towels this way, but instead of doing that, how meaningless is it the way that I fold towels? It's not hard to fold them in in thirds instead. And, and I think so many arguments could actually be done away with because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how I fold the towels. At the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter, you know, if I justified myself in the argument or whatever it is. It's just because we have pride and we want people to hear yeah. us and we want people to just know that we still have something to say. Because for some reason, that's just when we were born, we had this, we have this sin nature inside of us that says it's all about me. It's all about what I need and what I want. Um, and as again, as we talk about Christ-centered relationships, there has to be, like you said, a level of humility. Because if there's not, there's going to just be constant bickering, constant arguments. There's been so many arguments, I feel like, that Kinsey and I have been in that we'll walk away from. And then come back and we'll both be like, you know what? That was dumb. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because we realized, listen, this isn't worth it. And and I think that would be definitely one thing that I would say to this idea of conflict is that so much of it isn't worth the consequences that they'll bring. Um, in le- like rather than just dropping it. And yeah, and absolutely. I think many couples could probably agree with that. And I want to go back to one other thing you said because you yeah. said that um, I can't think of it. You said that sometimes it's great to walk away from a conflict to come back to it and handle it, which I think is so true. But the 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 Austin inside of me has to deal with things like right away. Like if somebody's like, hey, can we talk? Like, for example, if Kinsey texts me during the day, like I'll be at work and she's like, hey, we need to talk like inside. I'm like, I'm calling you right now. We are figuring this out because I cannot live with myself if there's conflict. Like I am a peacemaker. I, yeah. I just, I cannot be in that conflict. So um, I definitely agree though. It's so important to just sit on it, let your emotions go down and, and really logically think things through. But yeah, it's hard for me to sit on things like that. I just had to say it because yeah. that's how no, I am. I'm, I'm actually the same way. Um, I, I think for me, I could take like three minutes um, 
but for Nathan, he could take like a whole day. And I'm like, no. bro, we gotta work this out like right now. Um, and so it's, again, it's just like learning your partner because, um, I mean, it depends on how serious it is and of how course. timely it is because some things like you can't wait a week to solve. Like it's just not some things you need to get done. Right. Um, but that's something that I've had to like super work on because I can take a little bit of time, but Nathan can take so much more time. And for me, I, I think in the beginning of our marriage, I just really like exhausted that, you know, I would go in and I'd be like, okay, are you ready to talk? And he's like, leave me alone. Like <laughs> I need more time. Yeah. And I'd wait, like 30 seconds. I'd be like, what about now? And he like literally wanted to kill me. So I think just like, as hard as it is, you just have to know your spouse. Cause for some people that, that isn't an issue. Like that doesn't bother them. Yeah. But uh, for others, they really do need that time to just sit and reflect. So absolutely. I remember when Kinsey and I um, first got together and even on into probably the first year of our marriage, it, for some reason, it was a real struggle for Kinsey to like talk about her feelings and her emotions. And I mean, I wasn't like the best at it, but when it came down to it and we needed to have a serious conversation, like I was more than willing to, you know, share how I felt and whatnot. But for some reason for Kinsey, like it was a really big struggle and um, it really would frustrate me when I would ask her, Hey, what's the deal? Like, what's going on? Do you need to talk about it? She'd be like, no. And I'd be like, no, dude, we need to talk about this right now. And so yeah. that was something that I too had to learn because again, that's just not who I am. But, um, as we've been, you know, six years in a relationship, I've learned to read her to know, you know, when she's off, even her things like her body language, like it's so easy to tell is when you start to observe somebody and live with them and know their mannerisms and know how they function. So, uh, yeah, definitely knowing your partner. That's a great point. I am glad you brought that up. Jordan, is there anything else as it relates to navigating change within a relationship or handling conflict that you feel like the people need to hear? Yeah, I think, um, I just randomly thought about this and so the beginning of this year has brought a lot of change. Wait a for, minute, 2021 or 2020? Yes, 2021. Okay. No, we are never looking back to 2020. Okay, that's right? fair. <laughs> um, yeah, 2021 has brought a lot of change already um, for Nathan and I. And a lot of it has been internally and personally um, for both of us, but like, you know, on separate levels. So I think the one thing um, going into 2021, I, this sounds kind of bad and I did, I don't mean this in a manipulative way. So I hope no one takes it as this, but like I said, um, Nathan likes to go out to eat a lot, you know, and I'm sure there's things that he doesn't necessarily love about not love that he doesn't necessarily like about me. Right. But anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> um, so he likes, he likes to go out a lot. So at the end of 2020, going into 2021, I wanted to make it a point for both of us to, um, do better financially and just, um, you know, just handle our finances better because for both of us, there are things that we spent that we just didn't need to spend. Right. So I prayed, I prayed like all the time that 
um, our mindsets would change, that our finances would. Um, it wasn't like a God, please just help my husband. He is struggling and he needs you, Lord. Okay. Okay. So sometimes it was, sometimes <laughs> it was. And here's my point. Um, <laughs> here's my point. Going in into the first week of 2021, Nathan came up to me and he said, it's the craziest thing. Like, I don't want to go out to eat. I don't want to spend money. I don't want to do all these things. Like we're going to be really blessed and we're going to be smart with our money. And Praise the I Lord. Know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I thought I had a clap button on here somewhere. There it is. There it is. Praise the Lord. So I don't mean that to like, that's such a silly um, example but the reality of it is um, Proverbs even speaks about like the praying wife. And so as, and, and I think it's both, I think obviously men need to pray for their wives and wives need to pray for their husbands. So I think it works both ways, but I genuinely believe like when you bring things to God, he will answer them. So as, as little as, the going out to eat thing was, it was like huge for us because we both, without talking about it, we both went into 2021 realizing, Hey, we don't want to spend all this money on random stuff. Um, and we want to be smart with our finances. And it was just something that, you know, the Lord placed on both of our hearts. And I think it was genuinely because of prayer. So I think there's other things that are more important than that, obviously, right. to pray about. But it just brings um, to mind, like, God wants to answer the simplest prayers, and he wants to answer the big prayers. So I think just praying through conflict and even the resolution side of it, um, it's just super, super important, especially these days. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, I'm glad you said that because I, this reminded me, I was going to say this earlier when you were talking about how when you were like, God, I need Nathan to be accepted to this interview. Like, it really goes to show that God cares about the little things in your life. And and yeah. and even he like he cares to meet what you need. And that's not in a selfish way. That's not to say, God, I need you to give me a million bucks right now or I don't believe in you. But like it was a genuine God like like if this doesn't happen, I just, I don't know what I'll do. And I think of the story um, in the gospel of Thomas, you know, after Jesus dies, he goes to see the disciples again. And Thomas is like, I won't believe it until I see the holes in your hands, Lord. And you can look at that story two different ways. You can be like, wow, Thomas doesn't believe in Jesus and what he said he was going to do. Or you can look at it as, as a God who genuinely cares that his people like see him um, for who he really is. And so yeah. like when when you said, God, I need Nathan to be accepted to this interview, like that was putting God's word to the test. Like, God, like you said, we need to move, make it happen. And God did. He He made it happen for you guys. And, and I don't think that that comes from a selfish place. But anyway, I'm glad you said that because I really wanted to touch on that. And as far as change goes, like God wants to answer your prayers. He wants to to, to be with you through conflict. And, and so, yeah, thank you, Jordan, for saying that. Anything else you got to add? No, I think that wraps it up. That wraps it up. Awesome. Jordan, thanks again for uh, hopping on the Life Podcast. I appreciate you and yours and Nathan's relationships. I appreciate your friendship. And um, 
yeah, I'm just so glad that uh, we got to know you. So Jordan, um, let the people know where they can find you on the social media if they want to follow you. All uh, approximately 30 listeners to the Life Podcast. Uh, my Instagram is probably the best place to go. And I'm pretty sure it's just at Jord Hate. So J-O-R-D. H-A-I-G-H-D. There it is. And on that Instagram page, you will find inspirational content. You will find um, essential oil knowledge. Um, you know, it's funny. I had Caden uh, Goodnight on the podcast last week, her and her yeah. boyfriend, Caleb. And I was telling them that you were going to be on this, this, this next week. And she was like, oh, I almost got some essential oils and stuff from Jordan. And I was like, I was no, like, almost. I know. I was like, well, like her and my wife just go hard on the essential oils together. So you should have done it, but whatever, whatever. Anyway, Jordan, thanks again for hopping on. And uh, while you're, if you made it this far in the episode, uh, make sure you give it a like, subscribe, um, share the podcast. Cause again, I love doing this for you guys. So I will see you right back here next week.